Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your host. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. First of all, thank you guys for all the love we have been getting on all of our socials. We are breaking into the hundreds over on Instagram. So that's Bayou underscore Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and now our Facebook too. And now our Facebook too because we were just talking about how I didn't know that they were the same company. And so I linked our Facebook page and our Instagram page together. So, you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is being so good to us minus a few hate comments. So, you know... Mm, you know, that means you're really getting somewhere when you get hate comments, right? It really is, because one of our, the one that we keep getting hate comments on has, like, 600 views and, like, 12 likes. So, like, it's doing really good. So, they're just helping us, honestly. So, thank you for the hate comments. We love talking about you. Um, <laughs> we have a goal to hit 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2021. So, we truly appreciate all the support. It means so much that y'all look forward to another episode or a stream from us. Um, we really just enjoy hanging out for you with you guys. We do this because it's our hobby. Yeah, it's our... Well, when we, when we do recordings, like today, obviously, we get together, we have lunch. Today, we had the Lord's Chicken, <laughs> and we're about to talk about spooky stuff, so it's kind of ironic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know mm, whatever. Um... On today's episode, though, we are going to discuss something that will make you sleep with all your lights on tonight. Um, so have fun with that. Um, this is something. Um, so this is something that made Bethany have some really spooky things happen in her home since researching. So you know, there's that. It's <sighs> been fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we are. We are going to discuss something that I hadn't heard of um, until Bethany mentioned it to me. I had no idea what this was until she brought it up. And she actually brought this up when we first started the podcast. I did because I had just recently watched the movie Mm -hmm. that I'm going to talk about later. And Crystal, like, immediately pulled out her phone and started Googling. And then she, like, put her phone down. And she's like, no. Don't tell me. (laughs) Don't tell me yet. Um, I really do feel like my whole realm of like paranormal stuff has really broadened since Bethany and her mom and really Nikki and her mom. Yeah, like all of us have tainted Crystal. Like y'all have totally <laughs> tainted me. No, like I enjoy this kind of paranormal stuff, but I enjoyed it from like a ooh, I like watching the movies kind of like mindset until I met these four women and now I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's real and it's creepy it's, and I kind of love it. It's trendy now because of TikTok because I feel like a lot of people post like those videos, but like like when I was a kid growing up, I was the weird kid. Yeah. In the weird family that experienced stuff. Okay, I'll admit this. My my experience with like paranormal stuff was I like to watch TV shows like Charmed. I my grew favorite. up watching Charmed. My favorite. Like I love yes. it. Yes. Any like witchy, mm-hmm. wizard, magic-y show was always right up my alley and still is. Um like, that was just my thing. Anything that yeah. was paranormal, like, I remember watching Supernatural when it first came out on TV, and that was, like, my show, because it was, like, spooky, and there was, like, vampires, or witches, and there was, like... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh. and Angel, oh, and all I those good them. shows that they don't make anymore. Yes, those were my jam. So, that was my experience with it all. I loved it from, like, a TV show perspective. 
And then these wonderful four ladies came into my life and were like, hey, girl, this crap is real. Enjoy. And it has never left me since. So get ready. We are going to discuss Dybbuk boxes. And maybe you don't know what they are because I haven't looked them up. And so she's going to be telling me all this creepy stuff right along with you. Mm. So let me pass it over to Bethany and I hope you enjoy this one. Yeah. Okay, guys. So for today's episode, we're we're gonna do this a little bit differently, um, because a lot of people like normally just like jump into like current stories and you know what they look like. We're gonna start by really talking about like the origin and like how this all started and how it's like super trendy now and all over the internet, literally everywhere and i can't believe crystal's never seen them or heard of them no and i'm like or, a weird internet freak and it's not even dybbuk boxes like you can go on ebay and buy haunted rings you can buy haunted dolls or it's broad literally broad okay but now that my phone's listening i'm probably gonna get all oh of you, are. you are you are you are stuff um but i'm gonna i'm going to dive into what exactly is a dybbuk box um, and there's actually several different ways to say and pronounce it. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with the term, then we're going to get to the good stuff. And I'm going to tell you all the interesting experiences I found on the World Wide Web. I know Crystal loves when I say that, so I always put it in there instead of the internet or however else people say it. Um, of people using Dybbuk boxes and oddly enough, like I just said, buying them on eBay, Craigslist... There's probably some on Poshmark, hidden under a different picture, but it's really a Dybbuk box. I'm just like, I need to go look at everything now. You need to go on eBay. Like, I, when I was doing my research and I wrote some of this, I went on eBay, and it was just, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. I had to, like, exit out, turn my computer off, and go to bed. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, um, yeah, all right, anyways. Um, and you really can buy anything on the internet. I mean, this is, I mean, I haven't told you exactly what a debit box is just just let me tell you you can literally buy anything you think of something in your mind right now it is more than likely on ebay or craigslist like probably meth you know <laughs> <laughs> like not just doing boxes you know or if there's a debit box that comes in a bundle, bundle with like, like meth bath salt lsd yeah <laughs> all of the above so you can like take a wild ride as you open it <laughs> i would i would need something to loosen me up to open one of these but anyways um not so sure i would personally want to i would never just like i don't touch ouija boards i know people are oh, see, super super no. super into those I just have, like, an unspoken rule. I do not mess with anything that has to do with demonic possession. It's just straight across the board, no for me. Um, but, you know, to each their own. A lot of people are super into that, and I'm not shaming you. We never shame anybody on here. You do you. I just sure as hell, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not enough money, no. Any, anyways. But technically, a Dybbuk box comes from the Jewish folklore. Um, a Dybbuk being obviously a... Hebrew word, mm-hmm. um, which basically means like it, it's like basically containment. Mm-hmm. Shorter, short, sweet. There's like a lot of stuff, but that's just putting it short and sweet. And then like a, there's a bunch of fancy words and ways to describe it. And you know, I mispronounce stuff so easily. So you're just cutting ahead the chase. So I'm just, just cutting ahead, and I'm just going to tell you, containment. It's a box. 
Just take a word for it. Spooky Jewish Hebrew. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Make it simple. Um, It's a box that um, is basically blessed by a rabbi, which to, for people that don't know, and I really hope you all know what a rabbi is, you should really be learning other cultures, but to make it in layman's turn, in the Christian culture, it would be your pastor or your preacher, basically. Um, Places a roaming spirit so that cannot enter another body, and when I say roaming spirit i am talking like demon you guys know what i'm putting down here i'm putting it down y'all picking it up (laughs) (laughs) um but typically a malicious spirit malicious being you don't want to mess with it or it'll jack you up and a form it's basically a form of exorcism um, and containing the spirit to never harm another as long as the box is sealed. And we're going to get more into that. But basically, um, if you are part of the Jewish culture community, you call your rabbi and they expel the demon out of the host, place it into the box, and then it's sealed. And you do not open that. You never open it. You keep it in there. You lock, tuck it away. And we don't think about it. We don't talk about it. Okay. Um, basically. So, um, question. Don't mean, like, you can tell me if you talk about this later, but, like, is this something that you would still have to keep in your house, or can you, like, send it somewhere else? Like, if it's, like, a malicious spirit that was, like, attached to you, or was attacking your family? I do talk about it, and like I said, people list them and sell them on eBay, but normally your rabbi or somebody says for you to keep it Mm -hmm. and tuck it away somewhere in your home. Just because you know where it is, mm-hmm. you can way you keep can, an eye on it. Get back out because if the world. It, you give it to somewhere else or you don't know, somebody could open it, and yeah. that literally voids the whole purpose of your rabbi doing the exorcism and sealing it. Okay. So yeah, I do talk about it, but yes, sm- layman's terms, smart. You put that somewhere in your attic, your basement. You keep an eye on it. You pass it down your family, and you don't let anybody open it. Okay. Because that spirit will look for another host. Okay. You basically have a demon in a box. Yeah. That could be like a band name. Yeah, demon in demon a box. Demon in a box. Could change make change our podcast name. <laughs> demon in a box is actually really <laughs> cool. Anyway, anyway. But, okay, we're going to backpedal. Because although people suffering from mental illnesses and disabilities one of the biggest one being people that suffer from schizophrenia that see hallucinations and talk to themselves if you have never seen the the schizophrenic hippie on tiktok please go follow him <laughs> you know him uh-huh oh my god i love him i would fangirl so hard if i talked to him or anything but anyways he's hilarious um he has been told so many times by religious groups believe it at that i really want to say christians and i just said it but <laughs> That he does not have schizophrenia, even though he's been medically diagnosed by several different doctors and even been jailed for it. They think he has a demon inside of him. So okay. back back in the in like the sixteenth, eighteenth century, people were actually performed exorcisms on because they thought their mental illness was a demon. I mean, I could see People thinking that, though. Like, people, yeah. like, not knowing what a mental illness was, and they just thinking that these people are legitimately crazy. It's just like back in the 16th and 18th century, people didn't really know what Down syndrome was. Oh, yeah. So, it was like, 
it wasn't your child. It was a monster. Which yeah. Is, that, which is horrible. I... It is so sad that people thought that way and still think that way. So a lot of times when they were doing these exorcisms for the Dybbuk boxes, these people really just had mental issues. Now, some of them, yes, they put a demon in a box, Uh which now I'm really sad that's not our podcast name. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why I added that in here because it is good to take note that, man, like people back then and even so today that suffer from these mental illnesses that they literally were born with have no control over have people out there literally trying to exercise them yeah it's horrible i did add that in there that's was in my notes um they would be taken to their local rabbi they would perform the exorcism they would think they would you know expel the demon and it was really they had schizophrenia or or paranoia or bipolar or whatever else back then that we didn't know and it was hush hush and something has to be wrong with you um But I feel like even today, a lot of religious groups, not pinpointing like I did just a minute ago, because there's more than just that group, um, they a lot of the times confuse mental illnesses for demonic possession, and it's it's 2021. Like, there's diagnosis out there, okay? Not everything is demon in a box. Um... But actually, and this is where the idea came from for us to do today's episode that Crystal talked about in the beginning, because I had watched this on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. What, what? Sponsor us? I was watching this movie. Um, actually, like, even if you just sponsored us for, like, one episode. Yes. One for, episode. Or, like, you didn't have to pay us. Just give us, like... Mention our names. Mention our names or get us, like, a year free of just Prime Video. I'll pay for the rest. Or books. I order a lot of Ooh, books. We, books. Me and Crystal order a lot of books. Ooh, I have the Kindle Unlimited. If you just I gave just, us Kindle Unlimited. I just got this one. From My mom ordered it from Amazon Prime. The Silent Patient. We're I getting, wanted to read this we're getting, one. It's a psychological thriller, so it kind of goes along with what we're talking about. It's a woman dealing with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this is what gave us the idea for today i watched the 2012 movie the possession on amazon prime that was inspired by dybbuk boxes it's basically a little girl that goes to a garage sale this is why we're talking about they tell you to keep control yes but the woman it came from was was dying and could no longer speak and they basically were like selling off her assets Mm -hmm. so she couldn't speak and say don't sell that okay and the little girl buys it from the garage sale and opens it and oh great that's smart yep and she becomes possessed but it's it's a really good movie you have to watch it and that's when i brought the idea up to crystal because i watched it the night before we recorded Mm -hmm. and then she was like absolutely not after she googled for a few seconds which (laughs) i can't blame her um, and the specific Dybbuk box that I'm going to talk about in a little bit um, is what this movie is actually based on. It's They changed it up. It's not like the same storyline, but mm-hmm. it's where they got the idea to do the movie. Okay. Um, 
it's a great movie and it's definitely going to make the the hairs on your arms stand up and like Chris said at the beginning you're probably going to sleep with the lights on because it is <laughs> there's one part where like a hand comes out of her throat oh no and it's just I super that creepy kind of and it's that. the actual demon like you can actually that. see the demon coming out of her and it's I love just, it I need to watch it I, but I have to watch <sighs> it with Stephanie see that's the thing yeah, you're gonna have to call because she's over. the only person who will watch the stuff with me Tyler absolutely refuses I can see that he Tyler's is, a baby he is the biggest baby. He will look. Me and his sister convinced him to watch it with us, and he oh screamed. That's one of my favorites. The new ones. The new one. Uh, I like them all, but he screamed like a child, like a baby. Please give me like five seconds with Bill Skarsgård. Oh my oh god! My Any god. of the Skarsgårds. Like literally, if there's one of them in it, I'm just like, oh. Can we just have a platter with them on? Just it, like please. all of them. All of them. Anyways. I don't understand the um, genes. I don't get it. Even their dad. Yes. it. That family. Like, God really be picking and choosing them genes. Really be picking and choosing. They were sent down. Like, he just said. On a cloud. Bless this entire family with, like, the most amazing, like. It was wonderful. It's wonderful. I love the It movie. And I think he, even as a creepy clown, he's sexy as hell. Anyways, we're getting. And I have that shirt. I have the shirt of him as it. And okay, back to. <laughs> Can we need a podcast just on that yes, family? Telling about the scars. Yeah, anyways, um, and if you Google, there are tons of fandom websites. Yes, fandom. Like there are people that obsess over divot boxes, and that's not me judging. Like I said, but there are tons of fandom websites and places of people advertising divot boxes for sale. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to purchase one. That's just me. Well, well, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. Because we know most of them are phony. Most of them are phony. Phony baloney. Well, yeah, because I could be like, oh, look, there's this Harry Potter lunchbox, lunchbox that I had my oh. rabbi and place a demon in. Like, yes. you can do that. Yes, it's B-O-L-O-G-N-A, Oscar Mayer song. It's phony baloney. <laughs> And I was like, really? What is she spelling? <laughs> oh my God. You don't remember that? Too? No, I, I do remember okay. it, but it caught me off That's guard. That's old, though. That That's early 2000s. Uh-huh. I don't, some of y'all listening probably Be weren't born much. yet. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> that made me feel a little old. But, yeah, phony baloney, it's literally people just trying to make a quick buck, like Crystal said, Harry Potter lunchbox. Oh, there's a demon in a box. And it's not. <laughs> But I would really hate for a real, real Dybbuk box to fall in the hands of someone that doesn't respect the culture and what is inside of it. Because we know that it's probably happened a lot before. Um, when bad stuff probably is happening in the world, it might be because of this. That's not being paranoid or conspiracy. So it's like kind of like a little lighter version of a Pandora's, Pandora's box. box. I've had a lot of people describe it that way when I was doing research, yes. Okay. It Except Pandora is like world worldwide. Apocalyptic. Whereas Dybbuk is like per person. Because a demon can only you know, possess one body uh-huh. at a time. So like mass shooter Dybbuk box. Dib- yes. Corona uh-huh. Pandora's, Pandora's box. box. Okay. That's everybody. Okay, I got you. Yes. I just had to, like... That's actually a really good comparison. Yes. 
Which could be theorized. Yeah, Mass I mean, shooters could be possessed yeah. by a demon, you know. I mean, there has to be some kind of reason Something. they just flip. But, yeah. Um, I know me personally, my family takes stuff like this super, super seriously. But like Crystal said, my family is a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> but I'm glad I met Nikki because we instantly clicked and started talking about all the spooky stuff we've experienced in our lives. Um, and my mom has actually been on the show before, and if you missed it, you can go back to, like... It's like episode three? Three, something like yeah. that. My mom actually talks about her paranormal experiences that started when she was just five years old. Um, so go listen to that. And she's talked on here before, I think she mentioned in the episode, or maybe she's told me in Crystal, but we're going to talk about it again. She has actually witnessed an exorcism. Yes, we talked about it. I think that was in the episode. Yeah. Um, and it was, my mom was like maybe eight years old. It was very, very, very traumatic on her. She is in her mid-40s now, and it is still traumatizing for, I'm surprised she even talked about it with me and Crystal on the on the podcast. But think of an eight-year-old little girl at Sunday service and this lady just stands up and starts crying white tears and absolutely not everything the preacher was saying she was saying backwards and they literally had to do an exorcism no on the ma'am. spot no ma'am i would check out so fast and she was like bending backwards nope nope we quit we beating, done beating her head on the ground and bye it was, felicia anyways so like stuff that comes with demonic possession me and my family don't mess around that's why i've had friends in the past want me to do a ouija board with them nope. and no <laughs> nope. no i grew up experiencing stuff my mom telling me stuff my mom experiencing stuff i am not going to open myself into that and because that's what it is it's you opening yourself up to allowing that to happen to yourself so like i'll say this i was raised with like the whole don't do the same same kind of thought process you don't open yourself up to it but i was always taught that you weren't supposed to watch tv shows and stuff about it too because that was the same thing they could get to you through the tv shows it does and but uh, i don't really know how i feel about that it does i mean a lot of people say that and i believe it because i've told crystal this before and my mom talked about it too anytime we talk about it that's why that's why my mom says you can tell the people that really are sensitive and are empaths and mediums and stuff. We avoid it. We avoid it like the plague because the more you talk about it, think about it, the more you make yourself believe that it is real, it happens more to you. So all these people on TV, the, like Zach Baggins on Avent- uh, on uh, Ghost Adventures, I love that show. Me and my mom are probably going to watch that tonight because she's visiting. Mm-hmm. But he's so dramatic that you know stuff is really not happening yeah because you're gonna avoid it you're not gonna keep putting yourself in these positions and thinking about it and talking about it because it's like when i did this research i already told crystal and had her spook stuff was happening to me because for a big chunk of my life i had stopped thinking and doing stuff like this until it started happening to my son and came back into my life so yeah i mean i kind of agree with that i mean it is very i mean okay so like okay i think it is very overreaching but like i get like creepy like i feel like i'm being watched feelings when i watch stuff like that i feel that all the but time but i like that feeling when i watch that creepy stuff i You're like a weirdo. that it, okay i'm sorry she's a weirdo i'm sorry i hate that feeling because like i've told crystal before i've been sleeping and looked in my hallway and saw a man standing in my doorway 
and I always feel like somebody's watching me, and I always was telling myself, it's your subconscious, and then that literally happened, and I saw somebody in my doorway, so now I'm thinking, all those times I felt like I was being watched, was I really yeah. being okay, watched? Well, see, that's kind of how I feel, too, because, like, my, I guess, most recent, like, was it my brain, or was it something creepy happening or was like because i was watching a show i don't remember the name of it now but like there was like a whole like very demony like demon coming from the pits of hell like very like crazy like did you imagery. see something or did you yes. spook yourself so i saw much? okay so what happened was i watched this show and it was very very it was very intense and it actually made me feel very uncomfortable watching it because it it literally gave me like a pit in the stomach kind of feeling like almost like you should not be watching this right now kind of feeling I agree. okay I agree. and i went to sleep and i don't know if it was because tyler wasn't with me because we weren't married yet and we were still living at his parents' house. And so I was sleeping downstairs. And in the middle of the night, I heard this, like, I just, like, woke up. Like, I guess the best way to describe it, I woke up. And all I could think or all I could see was, like, this tall, male, shadowy figure. And it felt like it was coming towards me really, really fast. And I, like, w like I woke up really fast then and freaked myself it out. very much could have. Well... The only thing, my explanation for it was that my door wasn't closed all the way and there were some boxes because I had just moved up there. Some boxes had failed and it was like two boxes and it like shut the door all the way. But the door was, the door was cracked like this much and like the door like it fell over and like, but I don't know how I could in the dark see boxes falling down as a figure moving you towards wouldn't. me that's just you trying really hard to debunk it i feel like see, you did and see that's something. What, and that's what that's what freaks me out I is like i was like because i legitimately have never been more scared in that moment than i was in my entire life like hands down now, i could not sleep now think about people that experience that daily multiple times a day i couldn't i cried all night tyler was in new york city with friends and i called and i was calling and calling and calling and it was the middle of the night and he wasn't answering but i was just i was hysterical because i couldn't fall asleep i was freaking out i ended up calling my mom and waking my mom up early in the morning so I didn't want to do that and I was like mom I don't know what I just saw and she had to cal calm me down because I freaked out and I still to this day I don't know I don't know what it's, it was that's valid. and y'all really should go back and watch that episode with my mom because it's really good and it took her a lot to like come on because she had for a long long time stopped talking about it and I honestly to this day I think that's why her and my grandma don't really I mean she takes care of her because mm -hmm. she is elderly and sick but I can see why my mom was upset all those years because she was a small child experiencing this every night. How you felt that one night was my yeah. mom every night. And I night. can't even imagine. And like, my grandma never believed her. She still to this day does not believe her. So I can see why they kind of had a rocky. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was you trying to debunk it. I which mean, is I good. still know. Like, which I is just, good. But I really think you saw yeah, something. Yeah, because like, because like. I, and I guess in my head, I, my version of debunking it in my head is my brain just makes up stuff. Your brain creates That's also your anxiety. Imagery. That's also your yeah. anxiety telling you that you're crazy and you're but, wrong. Yes, but, like, it, it's hard for me at the same time to, like, undebunk it and prove it. Because, and 
because like I can still, if I close my eyes, I can see it and I can describe exactly what it looked like. Because to me, it was a fast thing that happened, but like I visibly remember left, the outline and the shape and it left a very the way that I felt impression on you. And that's not a dream or a box. That's yeah. something happened. like I felt like like it was coming for me, and I hated that feeling. Kind of crawling, <sighs> but um. Sorry for the, the. It's all right. That's what we're, we're. This is a paranormal episode. We're getting spooky, and that's good that Crystal shared that with us because now she has a little more validation <laughs> on it. Um, but that comes right back to it. It worries me that there are people out there, groups of people, fandoms, websites, multiple listing agencies like eBay and Craigslist, of people that are literally obsessed with demonology. Which yep. isn't necessarily bad. There's a lot of people that study demonology. Mm-hmm. But that's to study. Yes. That's different. That's you just looking at it, acknowledging it, that it is a real thing. So you know, so you can help people not what to do, what to do. So that's different. So study it, yes. Um, but the ones creating the fandom sites, that can be so dangerous. And that reminds me, I know I talk about TikTok a lot, that... Like Lisa is a Marilyn Monroe's house. I love her. So dangerous. She's <laughs> my favorite though. I love how she always just goes out and does stuff for I people. I literally think TikTok should sponsor us. We I mentioned them a, a lot, lot. But I but love her that so much. That made me think of her because I said that could be so, so dangerous. dangerous. Um, She's so cute though. She is. Um, you are opening yourself up, which me and Crystal just talked about, is what demons want. But I guess what that's what these people want as well. They want to experience this demon stuff where me and Crystal are sane people and we're trying to stay as far it is away like, from like it. Like I said, I like I said when we talked to your mom, I kind of wish I had like a ghostly experience where you have like where you see like see stuff every occasionally. Um, but I am not like searching out for it. Mm-mm. Like I'm not Nobody doing should. a Ouija board to look. No, sir. Nobody if it happens, should. it happens. If Nobody it doesn't. Should. I'm Gucci. Um, no, no, ma'am. So, a lot of people have claimed to have real life, in person, IRL experiences with Dybbuk boxes from Kevin Manis, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit. And you, if you know about Dybbuk boxes, you know about him. Crystal probably doesn't. Um, I don't. <laughs> we'll talk about him, but he's the Dybbuk box. And all, so from him all the way to my personal, personal favorite person, Post Malone. He has had an experience with a Dybbuk box. Oh, really? I don't know if a lot of people know that. Obviously, Crystal didn't. I didn't know. Um, but yes, on a television show that I mentioned like five minutes ago. <laughs> but I mean, I love Ghost Avengers. I mean, I if you do. don't like Ghost Avengers, I something's wrong. Because do. you know it's fake. That's why it's so it's Dramatic. Now, when Post Malone was on it, he was 100% genuine, but Zach Baggins, oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> if you haven't watched Ghost Adventures, Post Malone has actually been a guest star on there several times. He is a big Ghost Adventures fan, which is so awesome that he fangirls mm-hmm. over other celebrities when he himself is a celebrity. I think that's... Always like when that happens. So cute, but I just love Posty. Um, 
And he had a run-in with a Dybbuk box from Zach Baggins' uh, personal collection. Okay. Because he had a spinoff show that is, he has a mu- museum in Las Vegas. That's where he's from. Uh-huh. Of course, the king of dramatics is from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Of course. Where else would he be from? Sh- you know, show capital. Uh-huh. I'm doing shimmy. I know you guys can't see <laughs> me. Shimmy. <laughs> But he had he has a spinoff show. I don't I can't remember the name of it. But it's literally his museum in Las Vegas where he's like, kind of taking artifacts uh-huh. and it's kind like, of like Ed and Lorraine. Yes, he has some of their stuff. I think okay. he I think he has um, the Annabelle doll. Oh, that's he great. has he remember he went and saw Robert the doll. We yes. talked about we have an episode that you guys can go back and listen to about Robert the doll. Zach Baggins has actually been in the same room in touched robert the doll absolutely not so post malone was basically at his museum and was around the dibby box and zach baggins wanted to open it with post malone he had never opened it well then no and post was kind of like i thought i was just coming here to look at your like your artifacts and your antiques and stuff i didn't know we were opening boxes (laughs) so they didn't they ended up not opening it but after just being around the Dybbuk box, like, in the same room, like, he touched it. No. Like, put his hands I'm on good. it. Like, it was in this glass case, and they opened it and took it out, and, like, Post Malone touched it. And, of course, Zach, but, you know. We're not talking about Why him. were you air-quoting Zach? I don't know. I don't know. He's a person. I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that was great. Moving on. After being around it, he was robbed. His house was robbed. Oh, that's nice. And had a bunch of stuff stolen. Uh, thankfully, he wasn't home, which means they probably cased his house and yeah. knew when he wasn't. And then this was on the news. I don't know if you remember it. Mm-mm. He was aboard his private jet and actually was having a lot of issues. And I was a very concerned posty fangirl that his plane was going to crash and it actually almost did. Were they, like, live-tweeting when it happened? Yes. Oh, I didn't like know Like, his this. pilot was calling into the control tower like their landing gear was not coming down they were having engine trouble and this was him flying home from las vegas oh my god after being around this dibbic box and then a couple weeks later is when his house was robbed oh no but he landed and he was good but he says this experience was literally the scariest time in his life and he realized it really made him realize how dangerous it can be to be around these divot boxes Mm -hmm. he did say this could have just been like life like stuff happens on planes and you get robbed but it was kind of coincidental that he was okay and then after he touched this divot box like stuff steadily started happening to him so it was kind of like an eye-opening for him so I made sure to put that in there, and I just wanted to talk about Post Malone for a minute. Um, but, yeah, anyways, we're going to go back. Okay, so we're going to talk about Kevin Manis. He's the one I just mentioned. I don't like his last name. Me either, but it's not his fault. No, no. it's not. It's just a weird last name. He is said to be the very first person to use the term Dybbuk box, which is absolute doo-doo, because, like I said, they were around Isn't in it? the 16th and 18th century. Okay, but wouldn't it kind of be like something to call it a dibic box wouldn't it be redundant kind of like people called it the sahara a, desert a box box yes because dibic literally means like containment like concealment like a container like yeah, yeah. and then you box box yeah. box it's like a box box demon in a box is what it should be called <laughs> is what we call it. i like demon now. in a box it feels like either a good podcast name or a good metal band 
I bet I'll, yes. Like, a, sh- like a scream out We metal are band. telling you now, if you are listening to us and you are in some sort of band, name it Demon in a Box. And give us credit, please. Yes, mention us. But yeah, um, like, like we said, we, they've been around since as early as the 15th, 16th century. So that's literally a heavy claim to say that this dude is the one that like coined the phrase. But maybe he's just like the first person to like use it. Put the words Dybbuk and Box together. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Because this was in the early 2000s. So. Um, Manus owned a small antique slash furniture shop. Furniture? Yeah. Wow. I was trying to just go with it. I just liked it. Furniture? (laughs) Oh my god. That makes me think of. Have you seen Cloudy with the Chance Meatball? Yes. The furniture <laughs> when he's trying to when he's trying to name the machine. Yeah. Oh my god. The furniture. <laughs> oh my god. An antique and furniture. <laughs> I had to pronunciate that because I didn't want to say it. Sometimes when I talk, I have a lisp. So. It's okay. Who doesn't? Anyways, the flim de furniture, <laughs> the furniture store. He owned one in. Portland, Oregon, oh my god. There's a place up north that has a lot of tables and chairs in it. Why didn't you tell me to go visit it when I was in Portland? I wasn't thinking about it. Oh. I I think I was literally typing this up while y'all were there, or like at the end of your trip. But yes. Um, Well, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh, okay. Maybe just, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. But, and he acquired the Dybbuk box from an estate sale. Remember, I was telling you the movie. Little girl yes, goes to state so yep. they tried to keep it the same storyline, but I mean it's Hollywood. They had to change uh, yeah. some stuff. So old lady turns into small child, but <laughs> it's still a female. It's an estate. He got it from an estate sale. Um, the box is actually said to have belonged to a Holocaust survivor, so that is pretty cool. It being the Jewish culture, you know. No, I mean, that ties into it. Everything Jewish people have been through, unfortunately. Um, you can find sources to all this in our description, and, like, Crystal is amazing. She always makes sure and puts our sources and everything so people don't try and come and tell us we're poo-poo and (laughs) don't know what we're talking about. So, everything that I'm talking about, you'll be able to find in our sources. Um, and it'll take you straight to it. Even what we're about to talk about. Um, and it's, the box is basically, I'm going to describe it to you, but I'll, we will have a source where you can go and actually see the original listing and what the box looks like, but it's wood, I'm guessing probably oak, it just, it just looks like Mm -hmm. thick, like maybe mahogany, um, it has golden hinges, so golden hinges on the, like both sides of it, on the left and the right side. So it opens like, it opens from the center? It opens out. Oh, like, kind of like a jewelry box. Okay, okay, okay. But it's not. I'll, we'll just, we'll get to that. And the handles are carved bushels of grapes. Oh. That sounds weird, but it was said to be made out of a wine box. Okay. Prior to being a divot box. So it's a fairly large box that actually hold, held two wine bottles. Uh-huh. And then you'd opened it out, and the literally the handles were grapes. That's kind of actually kind of cute, It's cute. It is cute. So it's sad that now it's thought of this way. But, and then it has the gold hinges. So it's actually kind of flashy. Okay. Um, the inside of the box is painted gold. Okay. That's not really necessary to know, but I just, I just thought it, it actually looks like a really nice box. It's reflected so Um, the demon just bounces. But yeah. I don't know. I can't describe how 
I felt when I first saw the picture of the box, but I mean, I'm describing it and we're like making light of it, but literally when I saw the picture, I just felt uneasy and like I shouldn't have looked at it and I immediately mm. clicked off of it. I made sure to look at it so I could give you guys a description so maybe you guys don't have to Google and yeah. look up. <laughs> but I did not feel so great about it. Okay, so now, and I literally made sure that I got word for word. And I'm going to literally read you guys the original eBay listing from 2000, from Kevin Manis. Okay. And then I'll go back to more talking about it, because I know I've jumped to him getting it at the state sale, to him now putting it on eBay, but this part is important. It kind of explains along the way in the eBay listing. Okay. So, this is me speaking as Kevin Manis. Like I said, I'm literally reading you the original eBay listing. And it says... During September of 2001, I intended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. The items liquidated at the sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. Ooh, she old. Wow, yeah. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Poland, where she grew up, married, and raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II, which is very sad. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Aww. There was a lot more detail to it, but it was very sad. It made me sad. And just know that she literally lost everyone. Um, her parents, her mom and her dad, she had two brothers, a sister, her husband, and also her two small sons. It just literally broke my heart, so the, the granddaughter describing her oh. great-grandma. But, you know, it's amazing that she's a Holocaust survivor. Um, and she also had a small daughter. It, she was literally an infant. Oh, yes, so tragic. Sad. Yes, it's amazing that she was the only one to survive. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the World War. A lot of people actually that escaped from the Holocaust escaped to Spain, even some of the Nazi guards. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about Spain. Hmm. Um, and Venezuela as well. Mm -hmm. That is said where... Hitler, Hitler is. is, but yeah. Um, I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. I purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale because, like I said, he owns a antique and furniture store, mm -hmm. so that's probably why he went there originally. Um... After the sale, I was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said, I see you got the Dybbuk box. Because he immediately picked it up. He said something, like, drew him to it, mm -hmm. which is creepy. She was referring to the wine cabinet that he was holding in his hand. You know, she said it was a Dybbuk box. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that she, when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, kind of like this, like mm -hmm. your, your your pointer and your, like, like and, a peace yeah, sign. Yeah, like, kind of like a peace sign, and she would spit through it three times. Probably like a Yiddish, Jewish thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
and said it was a Dybbuk or a, a Kesselim, I'm absolutely, I'm butchering that, I'm sure. I that's, like Kesselim. That sounds that's like why I said word. in the beginning there's multiple ways on how what to call it, but mainly people refer to it as a Dybbuk. At the time when I bought the cabinet, I owned a small furniture refinishing business. I took the cabinet to my store and put it in my basement workshop where I intended to refinish it and give it to a gift to my mother um, because his mom's birthday was coming up. I didn't think anything more about it, opened my shop for the day, and went to run some errands, leaving the young woman who did sales for me in charge. She was the only one inside the store, just for context, please, for what's about to be said. After about a half hour, I got a call on my cell phone. The call was from my salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop breaking glass and swearing. Like, loud screaming is how oh, it God. was described, over and over again. Um, furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates, so like those like yeah. heavy ones, in the front of the building. Um, and the emergency exit, she couldn't get out. So like literally she was hearing things breaking and like really deep demonic voices screaming and she could not get out of this building. That's petrifying. And she's the only one there. I told her to call the police, but my cell phone battery died so basically he couldn't talk to her anymore so yeah. that probably scared her even more and that's also suspicious that his phone just, just randomly, randomly died um, I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop because he was rightfully so worried about her mm-hmm. and when he arrived he found the gates were locked so the gate, the big iron gates that go in the front probably so people can't break in were locked mm-hmm. and you have to do that from the outside mm-hmm. so that's suspicious Um, I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office sobbing hysterically, as she should. Mm -hmm. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. And he says that they had never had any animals in the shop and no prior people before he bought the shop had owned an animal. So there was literally no reason for it to smell like cat pee. That's weird. That was, the lights didn't work. None of the lights down in the basement would work. And as I investigated, I found that the reason the lights didn't work also explained the sounds of glass breaking. All of the light bulbs in the basement were broken, like somebody had busted them. Oh, my God. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were laying shattered on the floor. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little door below to open at the same time. It's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. I don't know why. It's like you open this one and then all of everything else pops open. But if you open this one first, does anything happen? It doesn't happen? do it. It doesn't do it. It's like it's set for that side to do it. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird, but also not. I mean, it's just a box, so maybe they just did that. Yeah. It is very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. One 1928 U.S. wheat penny, because pennies are not made the same mm-hmm. now as they were. Um... One 1925 U.S. wheat penny, 
one small lock of blonde hair bound with string. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. One small lock of black slash brown hair bound with string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. I have been told that the letters spelled the word shalom, which basically shalom in like the Jewish culture. I looked it up and I've heard it a lot. It's basically like so it means so many things mm-hmm. like good wealth, hello, goodbye. Like they use it for mm-hmm. so much. Um, it's kind of like when people say mahalo or chow, Ch- yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, or aloha, yeah. One dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, one very strange black cast iron skillet holder with octopus legs. I saw the picture of what? it. What I want yeah. it. It's like a it's like a really fancy candlestick holder, and it just has a bunch of tentacles coming out. <gasps> I want it. So, I don't know why they thought to put that on I don't there. know, but I want it. It looks like really cool. On October 31st, 2001, Halloween, you know, no other mm-hmm. day, my mother came to my shop. We were going to have lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight more than five minutes. When one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. Mm. Being the reason that something happens to your mom. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, I can't even imagine. When I went back to see what the matter was, what, what was the matter, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she would not. She couldn't. It turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke. She was taken to the hospital by ambulance. She ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. She eventually did learn how to speak again, though, so that's the brighter side. I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid. I do mean afraid. That if I destroyed the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay, which is where he's listing this, like I said, that understand these kind of things and specifically look for these kind of items. If you are one of these people, please, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. And he ends it by saying, help me. So I cut out some of it because I didn't want to be sitting here reading somebody else's eBay listing for like (laughs) five hours for you guys. But basically at the end, he didn't even want a price. He would just give it to somebody. Just pay the shipping. Uh And he just literally ending it with help me proves how helpless he was, how terrified he was. Oh, yeah. It hurt his employee. It never physically hurt him. And then it literally caused his mom to have a stroke. So, he was just basically the first person to call it a divot box and list it on eBay, even though he, like he said, other people were known to list them on eBay. He literally put it as a divot box. Like, back then in the early 2000s, they would list it, but it would, like, have some kind of, like, encryption name, and it Uh wouldn't really say, but you knew you were buying one. So, it caused a lot of uproar and is very well known today and a lot of people have saved it and you can go and read the original ebay listing from 2001 like i just read to you guys um and like i said you can google it and it's going to bring it up and it'll be 
in our sources for you guys to actually click on the link. And the help me at the end is the thing that gave me chills. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like he was just like, I don't know what else to do. He just literally needs help. Like, literally when He's people helpless. say that, help me, like, it just, like, puts in perspective, like... Because people don't like asking for help. No, they don't. Especially a man. I hate to say that, but, yeah. like, men are the worst about not wanting to ask for help. When I first read it, and even now, talking about it, it still really creeps me out. Just reading about stuff like this in general creeps me out. Um, because I experienced some of the same things after researching this, and I literally texted Crystal and creeped her out. Yeah, she did. And, you know, I have to share. I can't just keep all this inside myself. I told Crystal the first day of actually researching for this episode, I woke up, and I already talked about it a little bit in this episode, so I kind of gave it away. Um, But I woke up during the night, and I saw a glimmer of light. First, I saw somebody standing in my doorway. That's Mm -hmm. the part that I said earlier, and that creeped me out. And what do I do? I roll over and go back to bed. That is how, like, desensitized... Like, when I was a kid, I used to stress out about seeing stuff, and I would literally stay up all night and then go to school, and people would probably think that, like, I was just, like, a weirdo and be falling asleep at my desk. But no, grown adult me, I rolled over and went back to sleep. And then I woke up again that night and saw a glimmer of light to to the left of my bed, and I was super confused because we sleep with all the lights off, we're just one of those people and no tv was on i had recently moved part of my computer downstairs because i was upgrading and we were looking to get better pc parts for the podcast and i used to have another computer upstairs just it was just an extra one we had that we took parts out but i had left the monitor sitting on my husband's side of the bed on his desk, which is to the left of me if I'm laying in bed. And I looked over, and a pixelated butterfly made its way across the monitor. So creepy. It wasn't plugged in. It was So creepy. It was pl- unplugged. Like I said, I had already brought the rest of the PC downstairs. It was literally just the monitor sitting on the desk, unplugged. And I, clear as day, saw a pixelated butterfly just go across it real quick. I kind of have, like, the old Dell computers where it, like, yeah. used to go boop, boop, boop. That's really old, but... Um, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking about when you said it, though. I was thinking about... It literally about- made that movement, yeah. and it was a butterfly. Like, I know it was a butterfly. And it wasn't, like, colored. It was, like, literally a white pixelated butterfly that just mm-hmm. went across real quick. And there was literally no power source, like I said. It was not plugged in. Um, and it still makes me creeped out thinking about it. I have since moved that monitor. <laughs> it's not by my bed anymore. Um, it's actually downstairs in our den now. But, um, uh, I know Crystal freaked out when I took because I literally that next day, I was like, I'm so ready. I think ready. we recorded a podcast the next day. I think we did, and I was like, I'm so ready to be done doing research for this Dybbuk box. It's really cool that we're going to talk about it, but I was like, I'm so tired of this stuff. I want to get done with because it's just making creepy stuff happen to me and it's like I've already talked about my whole family experiences stuff and I I hate it because I was always a weird kid 
and got made fun of a lot, and my mom got made fun of a lot. She still does. She's a weirdo. I can say that, though. <laughs> her daughter. Um, and I know people literally dream about stuff like this. I know Crystal wants to experience more stuff, even though she just told us that really creepy story that she doesn't want to experience anymore. Um, this is the creepy part that I haven't told Crystal yet. So, a few days later, I found a random book, and I don't even know how I found this book, and I really am trying to get into reading this year, and I've read, like, probably already ten books, Mm -hmm. and I just picked this book up, not knowing even what it was about, and it turns out it's about butterflies. That's creepy. Yeah. Is there, like, butterflies on the cover or anything? No. So I was like, let me just see what it's about. It's not, like, about butterflies, but there's a thing in it that's called, like, the monarch community. Mm -hmm. And, like, the symbols they use are a butterfly. Oh. So it was like, was my brain, like, foreshadowing that I was going to be reading a book about butterflies? Or am I just crazy and this is a really big coincidence? (laughs) See, this is how you were trying to explain your story. But it literally creeped me out. And I had, I don't know, I haven't finished the book. Because I've tried to read it, and then I just think about me laying in bed at night and seeing a pixelated butterfly go across my monitor that wasn't plugged in. So eventually, I will finish this book. But it's actually a really good book. Um, I made the mistake of visiting a few of the websites, um, you know, the fandom sites that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't go to them, okay? I won't. Um, and I even looked up a few eBay listings for Dybbuk boxes. Some are like, like we said, B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Mm-hmm. Um, very outlandish. You can tell the ones that are just people, you can just sense they're fakes. And the ones going for 300 plus, some even $1,000. Jeez. I, uh, I mean, I think the most I saw was like four thousand dollars for one box. I just want to list one and see if someone's stupid enough buy to buy it. it now. Yeah, I mean that's crazy to me. Like just, but if that's what you're out collecting and that's your thing, you do you. But people are literally greedy for money, and people yearning to purchase something dangerous are what are keeping these people's pockets lined with money. Living on the edge. You want to you wanna buy something edgy, and they want to sell you something that they n- know that you'll think is real. So, something paranormal. You see something on the internet, and it says paranormal, and you automatically want to buy it, even though you don't know if it's actually paranormal or not. It was the simple ones that literally made my heart skip a beat. Mm-hmm. The ones that were plain wood, plain boxes covered in wax because a lot of the rabbis believe that you have to seal it with wax Mm -hmm. the ones that aren't are the ones that you can tell that they're a fake that they didn't do their research but the ones that were plain wood with black wax covering the top creepy i i knew those never needed to be opened Uh those are the ones that like i clicked on the listing and like it wasn't like all caps like divot box Uh it just said for sale in like $100 and it like I like automatically like felt uneasy looking at it those are the ones that are like that probably yeah. has a demon in a box yeah 
The other it's one not like flashy. There. Oh my god. I mean, if y'all want to Google it, Crystal probably will Google it. I literally saw one that I knew was fake, and it had a giant picture of Elvis Presley on the top of it. <laughs> like, and it was like five hundred dollars, and they said it, it possessed. A demon that had once been inside Elvis. No, it did yes. not. There no. was one for Marilyn Monroe. There was one for, um, what's that famous car dude? James Dean or whatever. Yeah. No, people, those are the ones. But the the ones I'm describing that were playing that, like, the people were literally.